Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 27th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelaide Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Mulligan Gettys. Bless. Tim. So good to be here with you today. You and Raj have been putting me onto some good shit recently, man. Mm. I've been out of the hip-hop game for, for too long. Uh, Can't not... leave rap alone. The game needs you. Exactly. That's That's... <laughs> That's exactly what they're saying <laughs> exactly, in the streets. That's what they're saying. Uh, but no, last week, uh, Nas dropped Magic 2, yep. and I gave it a shot. I was talking about it on the show. I was like, damn, this shit is good. I, I knew it was going to be, but it was good. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't listened to King Disease 1, 2, or 3, Magic 1. So I went back, listened to all those. I was like, God, I've been missing out. So then I asked you, what else am I missing? And you were like, JID, you and yes. Roger, like, you got to listen to shit. Listen to that. What, Forever Story? The that Forever Story, yeah. Listen to it front to back twice already. It's so good. Hell yeah. It's so My good. My album of the year last year. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. He is a jack of all trades and master of many of them. Yeah. Where his flows is, 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 is incredible. His storytelling is great. The beat selection is fantastic. Like, he is the overall package. And yeah, like, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I, I knew there was no doubt in my mind, though, that yeah. you, would, you would love J.I.D. Yeah. So good. Hell yeah. Tim, last night, when saw a movie. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. And I know we talk about, this is a video game show we talk about on many of our shows now, mm -hmm. that this is one of the best uh, video game years. Is it also one of the best movie years? Because I swear to God, I am getting, I am having such a blast in the oh, movie yeah. theaters. Let me, let me put it this way. It's definitely the most movie year of all time. Yeah. I, I feel like to say that it's the best year, potentially if you're only talking about the good stuff. Yeah. There's been a lot of bad stuff too, though. So I feel like that kind of pulls it down in a way that when we're talking about video games... That's not necessarily been the case. There's been so much good. There hasn't really been major disappointments yeah. in, in games. I mean, like, let me tell you about this game called Redfall. Uh, yeah, but like, I, I don't think any of us expect, I don't think we expected Redfall to be as bad as it was, but I don't think anyone expected Redfall to be. Uh, yeah, like a game changer. Like, yeah. Yeah, take over everything. Whereas like with a lot of these movies, like there's been some disappointments um, or like Forspoken, like we kind of saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, there, I, I love movies. I love going to the movies and it's funny for me because I feel like the the cinema experience is more alive than it's ever been in my adult life at the very least. Any, any experience I've got to to be a part of, like the last couple of weeks, like going to the theaters and not just from Barbie and Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. but like going back to Mission Impossible and stuff, like the theaters like sold out. Like, oh yeah, dude, it is yesterday when we went to Mutant Mayhem, I, I got there, I, get, I, didn't, I didn't get there late, but I got into the popcorn line at the same time where all the Barbie fans were yep. getting to, into the popcorn line. And it is, this movie's been out for almost a week now, and people are still dressing up in mass to yeah. see Barbie. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this, at least for a very long time. I mean, again, we talked about this on our Barbie in review, but it reminds me of like the Phantom Menace or like Force Awakens, yeah. like where people are showing up to celebrate the event that is Barbie. And that's right? really cool. Like, it, I feel like so it's been cool. a minute since I, we've dude, had it like this. I, I really love it. And yeah, it's special. Having said that, it's like, I am very happy as much as I love the theater experience, which I do dearly. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy. We're going to get a little bit of a respite uh, coming up soon. I've been mm -hmm. at the theater at least once a week for the last four months. 
And That's I'm what it happy felt like for me too. Yeah. We have uh, Turtles. Uh, I'm going to see it again. Uh, and then uh, we got Blue Beetle. Yeah. I guess there's Gran Turismo and a couple other things. Yeah. But like, then it slows down a bit. Like, You're not going to see the Meg too? Uh, I, I, I haven't seen the Meg one, so probably not. But, but anyways, yeah, it's what a time. And it, Mutant Mayhem, we're going to be doing uh, Turtles in Review next week to give all our thoughts. But mm. just real quick, what do you think? Oh, I fucking love it. It's fucking awesome. It's pro- <laughs> one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. Like, it is an incredible time. It'd be my favorite animation of the year if Spider-Verse didn't come yeah, out. Yeah, what a time. Like, that's where we're at. And also, shout out to Nimona, another excellent animation. Still that, haven't seen it. Oh, you should watch it. I'm going to. It's sure. fantastic. It's on Netflix if you all want to check it out. But enough about that. Tim, mm-hmm. let's talk about today's news stories, which include our Disney Illusion Island review, why Sonic Mania never got a sequel, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We want run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. Mm-hmm. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast is up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, all about uh, some new Starfield lore and details. Go check that one out. It's also featuring the homie Beans. Uh, Beans is the best. I met him multiple times across multiple uh, different events, and he is the homie. The freaking best, man. Yeah. Love this dude. I think he's in chat right now. I just saw his. Yes, he is. Beans got games. He was talking about Gran Turismo. Uh, he's talking about uh, turtles here. Beans is the fucking homie. And yeah. I'm so happy we got him on the X-Cast. Go check that out. And then the first episode of Kind of Munchies is also up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, featuring Snowbike Mike's first time eating a number of different foods. Of course, many of you guys might have saw this uh, live when it happened on Monday. Now the VOD version is up in case you missed it. Go check that out. It is must-view content. <laughs> and it is... Monsters. Uh, it, it's content that might make you a little bit angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also it's content that you won't be able to take your eyes off of mm-hmm. because it is just riveting the things that Snow Mike Mike has been able to bring to us. And isn't that our best kind of content, the kind of content that makes you angry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 1,000%. Oh, yeah. And then over on Patreon, a brand new episode of The Shit List will be up later today, and it's a very special episode where instead of judging other people's lists, Tim and I create our own lists of top 10 2D platformers and judge each other's lists because, of course, last week, we judged a list that was the top 10 2D platformers. Both of us gave it a thumbs down and said... Be- mainly because it was a pretty good list, but the number one pick in a ranked top 10 2D platformers... I'm just going to fucking spoil it here for people. Go for it. It was Terraria. And there were some omissions there. Like, yeah. Mario World wasn't even on that list. Yeah. So, yeah, we gave it, I, we gave it a, a strong thumbs down. And then we went... And, uh, afterwards, I was like... Yeah, what if we did it ourselves? Yeah. Right? And I brought the idea to you. And you're. Because we have all this criticism it. of this person's list that we could definitely write, and we yeah. will definitely not fall into any of the trappings that they did. Blessing. Go check Blessing. out that episode uh, on patreon.com later today. It's an excellent episode. My list, 10 out of 10 list. Terraria right? was number three on his list. <laughs> Listen, That's all right? Hey, man. <laughs> you know, it's Terraria. What are you going to do? And man? hey, this isn't any hate on Terraria, but number one best 2D platformer? Hmm. Nah. That's I, it. Yeah, no words. hit on the game. I still don't even know if that game's a 2D platformer. <laughs> <laughs> that game's a Minecraft. <laughs> Tim, what you got for me? Bless. Tim. I've lived a amazing life. 
yes, in yeah. so many ways. I've got to do so many of my life goals. Um, when I was 14, I looked Alfredo Diaz in the eyes and I said, one day, Alfredo, I want to crowd surf while making out mm-hmm. with someone. Mm-hmm. And at prom, kind of funny prom. Yeah. Not, not, not high school. <laughs> <laughs> at kind of funny prom, I got to do just that yeah. with Gia Tap Harris. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life. I've accomplished many other things that I've set out for. I remember a long time ago when I was way too young and totally not even in a position for this to be a reality. I was like, I want to get on Forbes 30 under 30 list. <laughs> and here I am. Yes. There's another goal that I've talked about for years. That kind of funny mm-hmm. on various podcasts and shows and whatever you want to call them. And tomorrow live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I'm going to be able to live another one of my dreams out in front of all of you surrounded by some of the people I love most. Mm. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now because I want to save it for tomorrow. And do any of you care about this as much as I do? Mm -mm. But guess what? We're going to share the experience and it's going to be fucking awesome. Tune in tomorrow. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> I can't believe it's happening, bless. I'm so excited because I didn't even realize this was not a thing that the world didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so, one, I'm glad that I know now. But also, I'm glad for, I'm excited for the reveal of it I know. because it's going to blow y'all's mind. I know. And so look forward to that happening tomorrow. For now, though, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Better Help, and Shady Rays. But we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have nine stories today. A baker's dozen. A jam-packed news day for you, starting off with our number one. We got a Disney Illusion Island review roundup for you right now. That game is sitting on Metacritic at a 72 and on Open Critic at a 73. Heidi Kemp's at GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10 and says, Illusion Island has a lot going for it. It looks great, controls wonderfully, is packed with charm and character, offers enjoyable exploration, and features a memorable multiplayer experience. If you're a big fan of the genre, you'll get, to, you'll get a kick seeing little references to other all-time classics too. However, the slow start and the blase boss battles put a bit of a damper on the whole thing, especially if you plan on going on this trip uh, solo. It's well worth playing provided you, you can get over the initial hump, and even better if you got a younger family member to share the journey with. It may fall short of being an all-time gem, but Illusion Island still earned its place in the Disney vault of gaming goodness. And then Mitch Vogel at Nintendo Life gave it a 9 out of 10 and says, Disney Illusion Island is a magnificent return to form for Mickey and friends. Though we wish that it was a bit more challenging, the excellent controls, relaxing vibes, whimsical world, and oodles of collectibles all come together for a, uh, to make for a, co- a cozy and enjoyable experience you won't want to miss. We strongly recommend you pick up Illusion Island if you're looking for another quality 2D platformer to add to your library. It's full of that elusive Disney magic and is one of the best platformers to release on the Switch this year. And then Ed Nightingale at Eurogamer gave it 3 out of 5 stars and says it's an expressive character. Car- characterful uh, entry point for metroidvanias tim gettys you've gotten your hands on disney illusion island you've gotten to play through disney illusion island what are your thoughts on disney illusion island my thoughts are i'm actually very surprised at how low these reviews are wow really yeah i 
loved my time with Disney Illusion Island. I have beat it. It took me about 11 hours, or I'm 11 hours in. Mm. Um, I am 93% uh, complete on my way to the 100% complete. I, I beat it at around uh, 85 or something like that. And I'm going to 100% this game. I am uh, trying my best to, without a guide, find all the things. I just have a couple collectibles left, and I'm having such a good time with it. I am so impressed with this game. Mm. On the kind of funny scale, I would give it a four out of five. I feel like it is a, a great game that could be enjoyed by all. However, for what this game is, the official review I'm going to give it is a five out of five. Wow. I think that this game, top to bottom, achieves what it set out to do for the audience that it did. This is the hands down greatest entry point Metroidvania I have ever experienced in a way that I didn't even think was possible. Mm -hmm. It is a pure joy to play. It's beautiful. The soundtrack is fully actually orchestrated. It feels and sounds like you are playing through Disneyland. Like mm -hmm. the level of production is off the charts for this thing. And it's fun. The biggest surprise I had at Summer Game Fest when I first got to play it was it's not a Rayman Legends Origins type 2D platformer. It is straight up a Metroidvania. But what it, where it differs from other Metroidvanias is it's not combat focused at all. You never have a single attack. Even boss fights aren't actually you attacking the boss. It's you doing platform puzzles to change the environment up to affect the boss. And some of it is very simple. But even when it was simple, I was still having a really good time. I feel like the design of the levels and the character that the world has is so authentically Disney. And it's not only great for people that grew up with Disney, that love Disney, and there's so much great references to old things and um, movies, shows, cartoons, images, just all of the Disney magic that you know references there. But it also, I think even more so, feels firmly contemporary modern Disney. This is a, a Mickey, Minnie, uh, Donald, and Goofy for the new generation. And I kind of love that. Like I grew up watching Mickey and the Beanstalk and the, um, the Scrooge holiday special and, and things like that. I feel like the, the Mickey cartoons that are going out now are super awesome and people really love them. Um, this game, I think, captures the magic of that in video game form in a way that I just wasn't prepared for. I don't know, but when, I, when I, we first saw this, I thought it was going to be way more of like a old Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, uh, Mickey and Magical Quest type uh, sequel. It's not that at all. It is such a great entry point for people to understand what a Metroidvania is, going around a, a vast map and learning the different biomes. They specifically call them biomes in the game. Like, I feel like this game oh, yeah. does such a good job of like educating people about this type of video game and does it in a way that's not annoying or tedious to somebody that knows the shit very well, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like being a kid, I couldn't even imagine how in love with this game that I would be. Like, I played it single player and I, I honestly don't feel like playing it multiplayer would uh, it enhance my experience with it. But if I had a kid... Mm. Oh my God. Like if I had people around me that uh, four players being able to play this, the amount of options to make it even easier for people is so awesome. You can set it that like, you just can't get damaged period. Okay. And like, it's one of the first settings you get to choose. And I just think that that is such a great uh, way to make this so approachable for people to be able to play something that is kind of complicated. Like they don't shy away from it being a Metroidvania. Like there's a lot of thinking necessary. There's like, uh, puzzle solving involving platforming that is not the most obvious stuff. So it's not like the easiest game in the world. It really is a well-designed game for a targeted audience. And uh, I keep 
saying very similar things there, but I'm just so impressed at how approachable this is and how I think impactful it's going to be for kids to learn about the genre and they're going to eventually play Metroid. That's awesome. And so that's great. How deep does it go, Metroidvania? Are you doing the thing where you're unlocking new abilities as you go on those abilities then unlock new areas? Mm -hmm. Is it Maisie like a Metroidvania? Mm -hmm. Like, is it, how far does it go down that Metroidvania pipeline? All the way. It goes all the way. I would man. not expect that. That's what it is. It's you, you go through an area to get an ability that unlocks an ability somewhere else. From the very beginning, you're seeing doors or colors. You're like, oh, wait, I can't go through that now. And they explicitly tell you, hey, you can't do that. Maybe like what you need to do to get through that is get this thing. Mm -hmm. And then you eventually get that thing. And you're like, oh, I need to go back. And it's so well designed that going back is going to be the path back is going to be filled with new stuff that you get to do. So I think it really incentivizes you to want to collect the different things. And on top of there just being like, you know, floating collectibles to get like mm. Mario coins or that type of thing. There's also hidden Mickey's everywhere. So um, in the same way that like you go to Disneyland and there'll be like just the hidden like Mickey ear shape uh, in places. And like, it's just kind of like a fun Easter egg. Yeah. There are like, a hundred or so of these uh, hidden Mickeys just in the background as you're walking through. And as you walk through, if you go on top of one and hit A, it can like take a snapshot and all That's the characters awesome. kind of pose in front of it. And it just makes even just traversing and backtracking so much more rewarding because you're like constantly looking like, oh wow, there's a Mickey there and being able to take the picture. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had such a blast with this. And the thing that I am so shocked by is the quality of the writing. This game is legitimately funny. And you know how jokes are. It's always, if you repeat the thing, be like, that doesn't sound funny. Yeah. But bless when I tell you, I laughed out loud when a scenario was happening and um, some characters telling you like, yeah, no, it's going to be super easy. And then Mickey goes, yeah, but where's the butt? And then Goofy goes, it's on top of my legs. And I <laughs> just didn't expect it, okay? That's uh, but it's like the, There's a lot of that type of thing. Like, I feel like that's just the entire time. And the cutscenes are just straight up cartoons. Like, mm. it feels so satisfying to, like, watch them be fully voice acted and, like, it's this. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. And you're getting a, a Mickey cartoon and then you um, jump into the gameplay and it looks awesome. The animation of the characters and the backgrounds and everything feel so part of this world. Uh, you get to choose between the four of them. They all play exactly identically. They just animate differently as they mm. go and they have, like, different... Um, when Whenever you get a new ability, your characters get the same ability, but what allows them to do it is different. So it's like, um, uh, Minnie will get the ability to, or I, I don't know if I'm getting the names right here, but one of them gets the ability to like turn into a, a paper airplane. Okay. Whereas uh, Donald gets stuck with a rocket that he has to like blast himself with and like mm -hmm. it kind of like blows up and he's all frustrated about it. And I just feel like there's just so much love and care put into like the little differences that I think are going to go such a long way for the intended audience of this game. And I don't think this game is just for kids. It's designed for them and it's going to be such a blast for them. But like, I loved this, man. Like, yeah. I had such I mean, a every, good Everything you're talking about with it reminds me of Pokemon back in the day of that being a JRPG, but that being such an approachable JRPG yep. that kids could get their hands on and enjoy, right? But even as an adult, I go back and I play Pokemon games and I still have a good time because it knows how to be a good JRPG as well as being this thing that is approachable. Mm -hmm. And for this game, shout out to Delala, right? Like their last game before this was uh, that Battletoads game that came yes. out a few years ago. And I'm glad that they're recognized for how well they're able to do art style, right? And like give something energy and personality. And their art style that they put into Battletoads translates so perfectly to what they're doing with Mickey and Friends here. And I love that they're given the opportunity to do something like this. And I'm happy that they're able to find this niche that 
you know, isn't isn't like necessarily like catered to. Like I never thought about a Metrovania that's going to speak to yep. families and kids, mm-hmm. right? And be approachable in that way. But I know for me, I'm somebody who I've talked about it before. Metrovania usually isn't a like a word that excites me. Usually I see Metrovania, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get lost. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. And like I think part of that is just because as a kid, I didn't really have a Metrovania that I got that into right like i can't remember when i, when I played my first metroid game but it, I, I think i was older by the time i got around there and i and like what i think guacamelee was probably one of the, the mm-hmm. uh, first ones i got into and that's not that sounds like i'm fucking young that just is me just not being that much of a metroidvania person uh, until i got older and so like yeah if i had something like this as a kid that introduced me and ushered me into the genre yeah, like I think that would do so much for. Oh wait, yeah, now give me Ori in the Blind Forest, or give me oh, Metroid, or oh give me these God. other games. Ori's actually, I think I said Metroid earlier. I think this is such a great tee up to Ori. Yeah, I, the difficulty jump would be pretty intense, but hey, that's video games, right? Like I feel like you kind of grow with it, and you're looking for it. And and also there are some things in this game where like I was like, oh man, I'm 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 taking damage here, mm-hmm. and like I think I just got used to kind of speeding through and like looking for the collectibles and like not being super safe. But like there was some later end game stuff that I was like, oh man, like I can imagine being a kid and this being challenging, which is great. That's so cool. I'm so impressed with this. And again, I think the production value of the game alone makes it worth playing. It's such a chill, fun time. It's just, it's wonderful. This game is wonderful. It's $40 and I, I don't know how I feel about that price point entirely. Yeah. I think that the value is there for the families. I think that if you like, th- again, a 10 hour Metroidvania that is pop to like, come in, pop out. It doesn't matter if you're playing one player, four player, two player, it can change it up. Every time you play, you can change the amount of uh, hearts you have. So it's like, if you want to go in and try to have a challenge, you can, but then if you're getting beat down too much, you can just turn it off. And that's cool. Um, I think all that's great. I don't know that $40 for, a blessing necessarily would yeah. like really, really make too much sense. But I don't know how much lower I, I would go with it of like where where I'd be like, all right, that's that's perfect. Mm. Having said all that, I do you see where the money goes. You see the production value of this game, and again, specifically the music. Like I am so blown away by how much better this game sounds than most other games I play. Wow. Like that's no awesome. matter how triple A it gets. Oh yeah. Tim, Disney Illusion Island sounds awesome. You know what else is awesome? Sonic Mania. And guess what? You're not getting another one. Story number two. We now know why Sonic Mania 2 didn't happen. This is Brian Shea at Game Informer. When Sonic Mania arrived in 2017, it was a massive success for the franchise. So much so that it seemed inevitable that a sequel developed in conjunction with Christian Whitehead, uh, Pagoda West Games, and Headcanon would be next for the blue blur. Unfortunately, it never happened. We asked both Takashi Lizuka and Christian Whitehead what happened to Sonic Mania 2. Headcanon continued working with the Sonic uh, brand through 2022's Sonic Origins and its 2023 update Sonic Origins Plus, while Whitehead founded his own studio, Evening Star, alongside fellow Sonic Mania developers in 2018. This past June, Evening Star announced its first game titled Penny's Big Breakaway, coming in early 2024. Instead of the expected Sonic Mania 2, in June 2023, Sega, Sonic Team, and development studio RZest, headed up by Sonic co-creator Naoto Oshima, announced Sonic Superstars. The game feels like a continuation of what Sonic Mania accomplished in 2017, but with modern visuals 
uh, special emerald powers, cooperative gameplay, and exclusively all new zones. Uh, however, many wondered why Sonic Mania 2, which seems like it would have uh, been an ultimate slam dunk hit, never came to fruition. In 2021, reports from a, gamer in a gaming insider named Zippo surfaced that internal plans to create a true successor to Sonic Mania had been scrapped due to differences between Sonic Mania's external developers and Sega. While not directly confirming or commenting on that particular report, Luzuka confirms that he had talks with Whitehead following the release of Mania. Quote, there's a period after the development of Sonic Mania when we work with them to consider concepts for the next generation of classic Sonic, Luzuka says. He continues, quote, it's too bad that it didn't become a finished game. Still, I'm pleased that the next generation of classic Sonic that we talked about with them has been achieved with superstars, end quote. One major hurdle to providing a true successor to Sonic Mania is that Luzuka and Sonic Team wanted to move away from the pixel art graphics with the next new title in the classic Sonic series. Quote, when you make a 2D game using pixel art, you kind of end up targeting a very specific core audience, he says. We wanted to bring this game to as many people as possible, and in order to really make it look and feel as appealing to a wider audience, we needed to use the 3D assets to really give it that current look. But we do know that core fans want that old classic Sonic look. Uh, they want that old classic Sonic feel. So we focused on making sure the controls were solid and the look and the feel was really representative of a classic Sonic game, end quote. Following those initial planning sessions and a mutual decision to not proceed with development, Evening Star began working on Penny's big breakaway. Quote, as Luzuka-san said, though Evening Star did not continue to full production on the game, at which point Arzes took the helm and made superstars alongside the Sonic team, Whitehead says, continues, we move forward with our plans to develop an original 3D title, which is, of course, Penny's big breakaway. Superstars looks awesome, and our team is really excited to play it when it comes out, end quote. Uh, Game Informer, of course, has more on there. This is what I summed it down to you, but I, I think we all get a clear picture here of what happened. Yes, clear picture here, and uh, I feel like there's not too much news here. Like, I think a lot of this has been said in, in different uh, ways and places over the last couple of years, especially mm -hmm. when you're talking about Christian Whitehead's involvement in this stuff um, and the, the backstory of Sonic Mania and how, essentially, it it's the classic video game thing of... Somebody modded a game that they loved, made it a little little better, eventually got hired to do it officially. Um, and this is a bummer because I would love a Sonic Mania 2. Having said that, I don't know that it could ever be as good as Sonic Mania. There is just something so special about what that was. I would rather the art style of Mania over what we're getting from Superstars. We've played Superstars we can attest to the fact that what they're saying here is right. It does feel right. Yeah. It does feel like classic Sonic. So that is the most important part. But me and you love Sonic, man. Like, we love it for so many reasons. And I feel like no matter how good Superstars is, it's going to be a, I would say, impossible task for us to enjoy it more than Mania just because of how it looks. Yeah. You know? And that's a bummer, but it's just how it, how it goes. And they even said it. Like, they're either focusing on the us's of the world or they're going to try to market to everybody yeah and cool that's business i get it having said all that can't wait to play superstars but i really really can't wait to play uh penny's big breakaway penny's big breakaway looks excellent right the art style there looks like a an inspired hey we are making this thing out of passion like we really are pouring ourselves into this thing and that's why i appreciate about penny's big breakaway and christian whitehead and that team in particular evening star they know what they're doing and they are doing this in a way that 
again, feels like it's marketing to us, right? Feels like it's, you know, thinking about how do you, how do we make something that looks distinct, that looks awesome, that plays awesome, and the game looks dope. And it makes me sad about um, how this shook out between Sega and Christian Whitehead. Like, it, it doesn't seem like there's malice there, right? This is just creative differences, mm-hmm. and it happens. The thing is, like, I... I, I mean, obviously Sega has the numbers better than I have the numbers, but I find it so hard to believe that the modern, the modernization of like the 2D Sonic art style is that much more marketable than the Sonic Mania art style is. Because the Sonic Mania art style looks so much better. Uh, that's the thing that's hard to me to, to um, wrap my mind around. I guess that with pixel art, that's just the case. That's just going to be the case. But that bums me out, dude. Like <laughs> that sucks to me. Yeah, no, it 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 really does suck. But again, I I think that I, as sad as it is that we're not getting Mania two, I think that this potentially is the best case scenario for me and you. Mm-hmm. Where hey, the people that made the game that we love are now making this. This looks so good, and this feels like the type of game me and you are just going to absolutely fall in love with. Yeah. Every person we know that's working on this and in, in any of the the different aspects of making a game, it excites me. This is going to be awesome. Like th- I love that. Looking ahead to 2023, I was like, I can't wait for Final Fantasy 16, for Tears of the Kingdom, for Jedi Survivor, for Resident Evil 4 Remake, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I love that right now I'm looking at 2024 and I'm like, Penny's Big Breakaway and Prince of Persia. Yep. Like, let's go, man. Like these Dude. smaller games that just seem like the people making them want to make this game. That's why they're happening. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Tim, speaking of Sonic, story number three, Sega trademarks Sonic and Friends. This is James Trotton at The Gamer. He has so many friends. As per the, he has so many friends. As per the Trademark Watch website, Sega filed an application for Sonic and Friends on June 23rd and included a logo on July 18th. Something new in the world of Sonic is on the horizon, but nobody knows what. A kid show, another game, a YouTube miniseries, a spiritual successor to Sonic Shuffle, or even a direct sequel, theories are abundant. While most are little more than guesses, at the chief of Sonic on Twitter found an interesting connection to the logo. They shared a picture of the 3DS Sonic theme, which has a character design strikingly similar to the uh, the Sonic face. That doesn't tell us exactly what it is, but it gives us an indication of what the other characters in Sonic and Friends might look like, such as Shadow, Eggman, Amy, Tails, and Knuckles. This is interesting like not much to go off here what i did want to uh, bring this up uh, for is about a couple of weeks ago i was hanging out with roger Bricorni, and roger brought up that there's this hello hello kitty game that's like an animal crossing type game that recently got announced and you know i that somehow turned into a conversation about sonic and how sonic could have an animal crossing type game and we we're talking and like we got into like our ip branding bag of like how okay how would you package it what would that game look like Hello. what are the different like it could child garden could very well be in the title right like wh- how what does a sonic animal crossing game look like and one of the things i mentioned was like i think they'll probably call it sonic and friends i think sonic and friends would make the most um sense especially if you're gonna do a thing wow. where you're hanging out with knuckles and you're hanging out with tails and shadow and like all of them have different like roles in your little town like in animal crossing they're listening they're, i mean listen yeah if y'all make a sonic animal crossing that'll be the thing that gets me into animal crossing that, that makes sense of like when roger sent in this uh slack yesterday to kfgd and he followed it up with bro in all caps tagging you i was like what what is the why are y'all so hyped Dude, could so you funny i love that sonic's your landlord you sold money yeah i can <laughs> you know yeah that's how i feel my entire life tails is your mechanic fixing up your cars and planes i i, I would be worried if i were you your wires are being tapped. Maybe by Yujinaka. Oh, I hope not. 
yeah. oh, no, not him. Yeah. If it was anybody else's second chair, what's hot my wire? You listen to all my ideas. You can knock. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I think that your pitch actually is pretty cool. I I feel like this, they do so much stuff with Sonic that like this is probably a YouTube series yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. Like that, To be clear, right? The Sonic Animal Crossing thing, that's just like a thing that I have, a, I want, right? And that's just my personal pitch. This is going to be a random thing. Yeah. Like the, mo like the most random thing you can think of, it's going to be some shoelaces or some shit. <laughs> like, this isn't going to be anything big. Yeah. It'll be a wallpaper for your Switch. When do we get in the Knuckles show? <laughs> the Knuckles show? Knuckles. Oh. Paramount Plus. I think they announced filming recently. But would, wouldn't that have to get delayed? Cast oh, because the added to the Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff series on you, June 15th. You don't think Schedule? my guy Idris Elba is stepping over the line to record some Knuckles, uh, <laughs> Knuckles footage? You're just thinking he's, he's willing to become a scab for our boy for Knuckles? Knuckles? Yes. Uh, it, yes. It, it seems that the latest update that we got for release was late 2023. Which tells me that this is getting delayed. 2023? Yeah. Or 2022? No, 2023. Late 2023? Yes. This year, Late this year. Oh, okay. So recently. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's set oh, to come out. Oh, it's set out. to come yes. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, I thought I you meant like they were working on it in late 2023. The last update we got is that it's slated to come later this year. Gotcha. Which so tells yeah, me it'll it's probably, probably come next year. Delayed. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I think it's shot. Is it voice acted though? Knuckles. I mean, I, I think know. that's the same thing. I imagine, yeah. Well, yeah. no, if they're doing like if it's a live action stuff, like they're not they're not like <laughs> shooting on set and you got uh fucking Idris Elba <laughs> off screen doing his voice live yeah. and shit. Like but no, I, he's but gotta I, go I, into I a booth that, for that shit. Like in the communication, because is it is does the article say that it's fully shot? No, I mean it, like there's no official just the fact that they're now like uh, a couple of weeks ago they're announcing like additional casting but that's it feels more marketing than like oh yeah we got these guys now we're gonna go shoot with them like uh -huh. I, my gut tells me this is a little a little further along than yeah. you might expect but we'll see yeah could be a weird ass time for everybody we will but hey if you want a distraction from that weird time, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny because we got shows there for you. Shows like kind of Fury, shows like the next gen podcast and more. And guess what? You can also get shows like this ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that and then if it finds a working coupon you will find the prices drop we've saved thousands of dollars thanks to honey buying costumes props tech over the years honestly not using honey is just silly honey doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iphone too just activate it on safari on your phone and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash 
kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's shadyrace.com. Use code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love Love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny and we're back with some breaking news Whoa. new red dead redemption logo appears on rockstar's website this huh? is jordan midler at video games chronicle a new logo for red dead redemption has appeared on rockstar's website amidst claims that the game could be set for a remaster posted to twitter by at tez funds two uh, they also pointed out that in, in an update to the rockstar website made today a game known as red dead redemption Rockstar pre presents VER, which is usually short for version, uh, has been added <laughs> to the internal uh, games list. It's possible that this is simply an updated logo that will be rolled out to digital versions of the game, bringing it in line with other Rockstar titles that also feature Rockstar Games Presents branding. Or Tim, it's possible that the Red Dead Redemption remaster that's been rumored is finally happening. The Redemption. Oh, Red Dead's Redemption. Red Dead's Redemption. Whoa. I love that as you read Rockstar pre Presents VER, as you were saying VER, you're just like, oh, that's short for version. And that's short for to, version. Yeah, yeah, had to clarify <laughs> that. Um, not too much of a surprise. It's just looking at this, it's like, look, Rockstar likes to make money. People like Rockstar games. Kind of a match made in heaven. There is the elephant in the room of the GTA Definitive Trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it was called, right? Uh, that came out and had a whole bunch of issues. Hopefully this would be more of an actual remake. Um, mm. but I don't know that they're going to be doing that rockstar presents version. What? Like that's such an interesting potential subtitle or, uh, just skew. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would think that on the box, it would say rockstar presents red dead redemption. Maybe that's the, that's the yeah. title of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, I guess uh, we, there has been other news of, you know, uh, remedies bringing back max Payne one and two. Yeah. We had the GTA definitive trilogy and, Coming off of that, there were reports that Rockstar was doing other things, but because of how the Definitive Trilogy was received, 
you know that seemed kind of kind of um um like undetermined on if that if they're continuing on with that stuff or not uh, i think a red dead redemption remaster or remake could be cool if it's done right i think mm-hmm. people would like that and if they went all the way and you know gave it the kind of polish that red dead redemption 2 has and just gave us like the story and stuff of red dead redemption 1 that'd be dope as hell yeah do they want to put in the work to do that when they have when they're probably all like all focused on gta uh, 6 right now who knows but it'd be cool i think people would like it my god gta 6 it's gonna happen one day bless remember when one it day. leaked remember when there was just that was, ins- that was an that insane was day and we, just, insane. we just went on with our lives. we just went on with our lives <laughs> like gta 6 leaked was busted open <laughs> and like people are still playing it right now <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy man and yeah we don't even know when that game's going to be talked about when we're going to be playing it but like just with the amount of you look at we, we were talking about uh cinema earlier uh-huh. with the record breaking record breaking record breaking video games record breaking record breaking what the fuck is GTA 6 going to do when it comes out? Bless. It's either going to be the most incredible thing ever, or it's going to be a Cyberpunk 2077 situation beyond what Cyberpunk was. But the difference is, like, quality-wise, sure. Uh-huh. Sales-wise, though, I oh. don't know that that really matters. Like, in that, that it, at least in the initial, like, For sure. talk about it. Maybe over time, if it's not, if it doesn't live up to the hype, yes, there, yeah. it won't have the tail that if it doesn't, if, 5 has. If but. it somehow comes out and bombs, then we're having another conversation of, like, Oh, what what is Rockstar now? Like, what happens to Rockstar? Because th- we're coasting off of GTA Five, being in like top tens for years and years and years and years for and a still, decade, a decade, a decade, and still selling. They they expect and want GTA Six to do that. Uh-huh. And if somehow GTA Six comes out and it's bad, whoa, whoa, heads will roll. Oh yeah, <laughs> heads yeah. will roll. I, I honestly might change. Yeah, oh, no, for <laughs> sure. I I don't think that that'll happen. I mean, I you know, there's always a chance. Uh, like I wouldn't have thought it would have happened for Cyberpunk, for Cyberpunk yeah. either, but it is different though. It, GTA Rockstar, it's like you literally don't get bigger than that for sure. So, and it's like not even necessarily the quality people are talking about; it's the experience. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't wait for it, dude. Man, take me back to Los, um, I was gonna say Los Santos. No, take me back to Vice City. That's what it was. Take me back to Vice City. Yeah. Story number four. Speaking of big sales, PlayStation 5 surpasses 40 million in sales. That's 40 million. This is Jim Ryan in a press release. We launched PlayStation 5 in November 2020, and the world was in a strange and different place than than when we announced the console in 2019. Despite the unprecedented challenges of COVID, our teams and our partners worked diligently to deliver PS5 on time. We continued to face headwinds with the pandemic, and it took months for supply chains to normalize so we could have the inventory to keep up with demand. For more months than I care to remember, we kept thanking our community for their patience while working through the, these issues. But now, PS5 supply is well-stocked, and we're seeing the pent, that pent-up demand finally being met. With the support of PlayStation fans, we have reached a milestone of 40 million PS5 consoles sold through to gamers since launch. Thank you so much to our community of gamers. Without you, this would have been an impossible task. We did it, Tim. We did it. Me, Me and you. you. <laughs> we did it. You're we welcome, PlayStation. The gamers did it. Uh, yeah, gamers. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I really. You want to see a healthy uh, industry. You want to see the hardware be sold because so that su- means that the software to support that uh, will be prioritized. And you know, I want to see a healthy PlayStation. I want to see a healthy Xbox. I want to see a healthy Nintendo. Um, so yeah, these, this generation, these numbers, incredibly impressive and just such a great sign of where video games are at in our, our modern culture. And this is again, with everything you said, all the context of the pandemic, which in so many ways helped in so many ways hurt. We're dealing with this reality now. And the, um, 
after effects we're yeah. still in it kind of but you know the effects of it happening and um i think that no matter what way you slice it this is incredibly impressive and very very good for the industry at large 100 percent Story number five, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 has been announced. This is Ryan McCaffrey at IGN. And somebody in chat earlier was like, is this a slow news day? Nah, motherfucker. Nick All-Star's Brawl 2 here is here, baby. Uh, The article reads like this. Developers, Ludosity and Fairplay Labs and publisher Game Mill Entertainment have announced Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, a sequel to 2021's hit four-player Super Smash Brothers uh, Brothers Melee-like multiplayer brawler. God, that's a mouthful. It's due out later this year for Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC via Steam. Game Mill promises, in short, bigger, better, and more. More characters, more stages, and more modes, plus a new campaign. Full crossplay for all platforms, voice acting for every playable character, Hell yeah. new mini games, improved graphics, and more. God damn. Squidward faces the music. <laughs> Let's go. In the single player campaign, you'll be aiming to stop Danny Phantom bad guy, Vlad Plasmius. Is that it, uh, Barrett? Plasmius? I forget. I haven't watched Danny Phantom since I was a kid. I don't Same. remember. Uh, from conquering the Nickelodeon universe. I do like the idea of focusing in on one Nickelodeon bad guy. That yeah, everybody has cool. team up against. Yeah. Uh, gameplay. Who who would be the one for Nickelodeon? Who's like the SpongeBob bad guy? Would all? I guess it would be Plankton. 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 Which, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of everybody banding together against Plankton. Make <laughs> it happen for Nick All Star Three. Fire Lord uh, Ozai for Avatar. Yeah. Uh, gameplay and all modes. Well, now, <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Chuck. <laughs> can you imagine just all the, this always comes, it always comes back to you trying to like get one of the Rugrats killed. <laughs> Can you imagine the entire cast of Nick? Stop it, Tim! Stop the it. entire cast of Nick just jumping in jail. Who, who would the villain be from Garfield? Because we just saw Garfield. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay in all modes will now also include new supers, which, as the name suggests, are ultra-powerful moves that can swing the match in your favor if used strategically. Bless, you're the most underrated funny person here at the company. That Finally, was, somebody says it. That was incredible. <laughs> Oh Thank my I god! I appreciate it. This also is incredible. I would not have expected a Nick All Stars brawl too. No, but it's here and it's happening, dude. It looks awesome. I, you know, the first game was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Um, a little rough around the edges, understandably. And I feel like a lot of the problems that I have with it, they're solving here. And I know they've solved some of them over time with some of the voice the acting updates, stuff. Yeah. But like what they're saying here, all of this sounds absolutely great. Can't wait to play this. I love that they're just straight up jacking the. Like the the character announcement style. Oh the, yeah, the trailers. When you, I don't, oh, I don't know man. if Barrett played the full thing, but yeah, the first review they have is Squidward, and then they're like, they're later in the trailer, it's a two minute long trailer, trailer, and it feels like five minutes for some reason. But they get, <laughs> they get toward the end of the trailer, and they're like, oh, and even even new characters, and then like they get into this epic Jimmy Neutron reveal, and it's the most ridiculous thing, but also I love it. They're speaking to me, they're speaking to Barrett, they're speaking to all of us and in our inner child with this stuff, and yeah, I, I can't wait to. Pick we got we got to stream this right like this oh one thousand percent this is gonna be a good party game because I don't I didn't play the first one did y'all oh I, I did I played for a weekend or two but like it just again is my problem with Smash Brothers we're just copy Smash Brothers don't yeah. do it kind of like it 
Oh yeah, Andy oh. fought Ludwig. As a reminder, me and Andy entered a tournament. Like entered a oh. an, an influencer creators tournament for Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Oh yeah, and I, I trained up for it, it, dude. Huh. And man, I lost in the first round, but I got real close. It felt like the first one had the same problems that like the kart racers do. Or, yeah, yeah. There's like no licensed music, no voice acting, but it seems like they're trying to trying their best yeah. to fix that stuff here. So I'm looking cool. forward to it. I think for me, the another interesting wrinkle to this is man, Evo is getting. Um, bigger and bigger. Like, shut the fuck up. Wes. No, no, I'm not. No, like, no, no, no. Shut no, the fuck up. I'm not up. going where you think I'm going. I'm, it's, this isn't me saying that Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl is going to be an Evo. I, I was saying that these announcements are being timed around Evo. Yeah. And so you had Nickel, Nickelodeon here. There was another. Oh, Project L had big announcements yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, this all feels like it's feeding into Evo. Uh, and so yeah, shout out to Evo for being a place that we can look forward to for like announcements of fighting game stuff because yeah. we've had that in recent years but it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger absolutely andy before you walk out i need to let you know that uh in nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 there's like one main bad guy in the story and it's the bad guy from danny phantom and we're like oh we're not really that familiar with that but like who would be the bad guy from like rugrats or from this or from that and then we're like, oh garfield's here who would be the bad guy and blessed without missing a beat goes mondays <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate that you like that joke so much. It's that so you told funny, the joke dude. It's else. so funny. On the same fucking podcast so episode. That wasn't for the audience. That was just that for, was Andy. for Andy. Tim took a break from the podcast to <laughs> <laughs> tell Andy a joke that he just heard. Oh, that's awesome. Story number six. Pikmin 4's first week sales in Japan were more than the previous three games combined. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. The Switch, baby! Pikmin 4's first week sales in Japan were more than the, uh, those of the first three Pikmin games combined. Famitsu has published the physical game sales chart for the week ending in July 23rd, and Pikmin 4 is at number one with 401,853 copies sold. By comparison, based on archived Famitsu chart information, the first Pikmin sold 101,299 in its first week. Pikmin 2 sold 161,930, and Pikmin 3 sold 92,720. It should be also noted that these charts only count physical sales, and Nintendo hasn't shared information on how many digital copies of Pikmin 4 have been sold. Damn. The actual first week total is likely to be significantly higher than 401,853. Think about that, though, for a second. Mm -hmm. These other games essentially didn't have digital releases. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're, I mean, goddamn, when you think about it like that. Yeah. Pikmin 3 did, but... um, yeah, I mean, different for, time, yeah, different whatever. Wii U, I assume physical was the majority, and then it got the deluxe version, yep. which I'm sure sold a lot of digital as well. But uh, before the release of Pikmin 4, the best launch for a game in the series was the Switch re-release of Pikmin 3, which sold 171,000 uh, physical copies in its first week. The sales are likely due in part to a widespread advertising campaign for the game, which took place through, uh, throughout Japan, something VGC can attest to having been in the country in the two weeks leading up to its release. Hell yeah, you love to see it. You really do, man. And it, it's funny. We haven't, I mean, we, we've covered Switch sales all the time and they're like always astronomical, but we haven't seen this happen in a while where a Nintendo franchise makes its kind of first debut with a new game on the console and record breaking sales. Yeah. Uh, which we've seen for essentially every franchise Nintendo's had. Um, I, I, I really wonder if there's been any, any example of that not being the case. Please, someone let me know when you're wrong. Of like a first-party Nintendo thing coming out and not being the best-selling version on yeah, the Switch. Yeah, because, I mean, I, we, I just saw a couple My, of days ago Fire Emblem Three Houses was also that. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. surprised on that because I thought that Awakening would have been would have had it because of the install base of the, the 3DS plus the, the quality of that game. But people showed up because the Switch, just it's, it's got that stuff. It would be getting into the weeds here. 
but I don't remember how well WarioWare See, did. WarioWare is going to be the one I mentioned, too. But yeah. so here's the thing. I'm totally with you guys. Yeah. I don't expect the WarioWare sold that well before either. Oh, no. That, and, but that's what I'm saying of, like, record-breaking for the series. I don't know if the, the new one, the, the one that like, was yeah. for the yeah. Switch, let's, you know, be... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be one I'd be curious, because I would think yeah. that, like, the, the latest 3DS WarioWare gold... Gold, which was, like, more high. of, like, a greatest hits kind of thing yeah. than anything and maybe the like the, maybe the original warrior well, i don't know but that's the only thing that like i can think of warrior smooth moves is also real real good really good i wonder how it much that's on the wii uh someone in chat said metroid dread but didn't metroid dread do really well yeah i think metroid dread must have been the best-selling 2d metroid at least or best-selling metroid i would even say yeah i'm pretty sure yeah yeah looking at this um the last updated numbers for the switch uh warioware which was get it together is at 1.27 million but the mm. wii and DS ones touched and smooth moves are both around 2.4. Okay. So, um, I, I, and that's the only one I can think of of like that not doing record breaking for its own franchise. You know. Mm-hmm. Trying to see when this, but even then, this this is fairly outdated information here for the for the Switch one because this is uh from March 2022. So okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Speaking. Uh, I had nothing. I thought we were going to get into another sales story. I was wrong. Story number seven, Capcom intends to release an unannounced game by March 31st, uh, 2024. That will sell millions. Oh, that could have been the segue. Speaking of selling millions. Ah. Damn it. I was almost there. This is from Shubankar. You had your Monday moment. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, this is from Shubankar at Gaming Bolt. With Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, and Exoprimal, Capcom has already had three major AAA releases in 2023 that have done incredibly well for the company, but it seems it has another big title lined up for release in the coming months. As reported by Bloomberg's Takashi Mochizuki on Twitter, during its recent quarterly earnings call, Capcom confirmed that it intends to release an unannounced game by the end of the current fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2024, that will sell millions. What that game is, uh, what that game will be, uh, is of course anyone's best guess right now. Though there's plenty of speculation that Capcom is preparing to release the next mainline Monster Hunter game. Could it be anything that's not Monster Hunter? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we we keep saying that we're at that point now that Monster Hunter World is so inevitable that every single showcase that comes up, whether or not it makes sense for it to be there, we're going to predict. Oh, it's going to be there. Yeah. Because it's. It's coming. Square Enix could, could have a showcase tomorrow, and I'd be like, yeah, but yeah. is Monster Hunter yeah, World going to be announced here? Let's take a pause. Our friends over at Capcom. <laughs> at Cal- we got our homies over at Capcom here to announce a game. So, yeah, I, I think that this makes a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, I, I imagine that, like, them saying that it'll sell millions, like, I don't think that Capcom has that many franchises that they could say that about confidently, mm-hmm. uh, like, sh- calling their shots like that. Um, and we know it's not going to be a, a Resident Evil. Like, there's yeah. no way, though. So. Or could it? I mean, like, I, what even could it be? Like, I, I just don't even think that, like, we're... We're in that we're, yearly... Because um, RE4 Remake just happened, and it's like, I know that they've turned around games pretty quickly from announcement to release, yeah. but if they're talking March 2024... If they're talking about a game that sells millions, because, like, I, I could believe a Resident Evil spinoff or a small thing could come out, but, like, yeah, but it won't not sell one that will sell millions. Yeah, so... I can think of Resident Evil 1 Remake in the RE Engine and, like like promoted that way mm-hmm. it could i just don't think that that's that the timeline for that i, I just do not expect mm-hmm. next news story we'll treat this one as a quick hit uh story number eight like a dragon gaiden looks like it'll be a digital only game in the west there was a tweet that went up earlier today from rgg studio where they say and next up to bat is find out in like a dragon gaiden the man who erases name available 
for download <laughs> November 9th, 2023. Uh, I have an article from Tom Ivan at VGC that goes into detail that it seems like the game will release uh, digital only in the uh, in the West, and then in Japan you'll have a physical um, um, edition. But this has been a growing thing that we've seen, yeah. especially this year, right? More mm -hmm. and more games seemingly not coming out with physical editions. It's depressing. Plus, physical perverts out there. Right? I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, I'm in the all digital future already. I'm an all care. perved up physical boy, man. And like, I love my physical media. I love my my movies. I love my MCU collection so dearly. Yeah. And I lost my shit a couple days ago when they announced WandaVision mm. physical release. And mm. I was like, it's happening. My MCU collection is going to be beautiful. I'm going to have it all. And then I looked into the details. It's just a box. Of course it is. You're just buying. <laughs> you a thought box. there was gonna be a CD in there? What? what? The actual what? fuck, man. So guy. upsetting. You got got. Yeah. Physical Tim? games. I'm a little less interested in. Greg Miller. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you, everybody. Trending gamer on set. No big deal. No big <laughs> no deal. No big deal. NBD. Don't worry about it. All right. Mm -hmm. You like physical goods? I hear. I do. I just drove in from Russian River. I'm kind of tired, <laughs> but uh, so I'm on my way out to Russian River last night. I stopped by the old homestead. It's 10.56 in the morning. <laughs> That's the kind of day I'm having. Uh, had a package there from I am 8-Bit, mm. and I said, oh, this could be fun. What is this? And I said, it's not oh. for me, but I do believe it would be for the one and only Tim Gettys oh. giving us a five out of five Disney Illusion Island. There's a little box for you. There unbox. we go. I love that. I'm going to unbox this right now. The, if you notice, Bless, mm -hmm. the, the little uh, envelopes they have here, yep. this is how the characters um, travel. Like the fast travel system. Oh, they get mailed. They get they, they get mailed to the different uh, checkpoints, which are mailboxes. That's really it's neat. It's pretty cool. Pretty cute. That's really neat. Let's get in here and see what's going on. Whoa. We got a fun little animation cell going on. That's that's pretty that's cool. Awesome. awesome stuff. Frame that put on your wall. And then we got oh a switch case. Oh, oh there we go. You want this? You can have it. Oh, I'm, I'll consider it. Oh, and then a little. Uh, this looks like it's gonna be a Joey gift. I don't know what. I think I'm gonna take for the like case home. putting your pens in. Maybe. And stuff. What, but what is this? Are you sure you don't want this? Yeah, I'm sure it's okay. Yeah, I, I'll take this. I'm all switched, switched up. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, dude, I know exactly what you mean. What's happening? Oh. What oh, is? Oh, oh. Ah, it's a flip book. Oh, that's fun. Dude, I haven't flipped a flip book in decades. This is how, um, when Walt Disney himself was animating Mickey, this is how he did it. I will say I appreciate the PR packages so much. They're great. I love getting stuff. It's cool. We need to stop. We just need to stop with this. Stuff. Oh, you don't like the crinkly paper that keeps everything I, safe? I hate it. You crinkly it. paper is for one day only in the year. Tim, what is it? Now I'm curious. <laughs> what day is it? Easter. And that's it. If I see, see crinkly paper outside of Easter, no. That's why I fucking hate Easter. I didn't realize <laughs> it. You're, you're making a lot of sense here, Bla or Barrett. You hate um, Jesus. Oh, a pin. I don't. Cool. I like a I pin. <laughs> show you the pin there. It's my dude. And then pencils. See that? I, for some reason, I thought this was going to be a pencil case, but now it is. Oh, okay. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, I will say, I beat this game. Mm -hmm. Almost 100 percent of it. Yeah. I don't know why it's called Illusion Island. <laughs> Are you not on an island? I mean, you're on an island. Are there illusions on that island? Not really. Oh. Or at least maybe I'm, I'm, I missed the definition. Once you, of how once you 100% the game, you'll understand. Then I'll understand. Yeah. Walt unlock. Disney's going to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it was all a dream. Yeah. Awesome. That's a, ni that's a nice pattern right cool. there. Yeah, good for a lot of like a, a lot of unique things. Yeah. I, I will say loved uh, hidden credits and seeing John Drake's name. Oh, that's nice. John Drake's out there making moves, man. Making moves. You announced this game. Boy. I did announce that game. You yourself. Yeah. You were the first voice that I heard say, hey, Tim, get excited. Yeah. This is a Disney Illusion Island. Mm-hmm. Making big moves over here, everybody. Big moves.
Speaking of big moves, story number nine, Activision is suing Anthony Fantano. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's no way this is real. Yeah, this is a very real story. It's 1,000% real. And I kept the whole story because let me tell you, this one is a journey, all right? The final news story for the day. Activision is suing a TikTok user, a TikTok user. <laughs> after he threatened to sue them for using some of his content. Uh, according to the company's lawsuit, TikTok user Anthony Fantano, who goes by the name The Needle Talk on TikTok, <laughs> contacted Activision in June, threatening to sue them for using the audio of one of his TikTok videos. I'm going to pause there. All right. Tim, I assume you know who Anthony Fantano is. Uh, very, very well. Anthony Fantano is a music reviewer on YouTube. I wouldn't describe him as a TikToker, but this specific instance is related to TikTok, so I understand why VGC refers to mm-hmm. this as, as such. But, like, this is such two different worlds merging into one for us. As somebody, like, I listen to a lot of hip-hop reviews, right? Like, I watch quite a few Anthony Fantano <laughs> videos. I would not expect to, like, read this new story about him getting sued by Activision. But yeah. let's get back into the story. In the video which is a TikTok duet involving another previously uploaded clip by a different user. Fantano watches someone cutting a pizza into progressively smaller sizes or slices, which results in him shouting, it's enough slices. Have you seen this video? No. Really? Barrett, while I'm reading, can you bring up this video for Tim? Uh, the clip became a meme online and has reportedly been remixed and reused numerous times over the past two years, which Activision says was celebrated by Fantano. However, when Activision then used the It's Enough Slices audio in its own TikTok video promoting Crash Bandicoot sneakers, <laughs> Fantano contacted them and threatened to sue. Activision's lawsuit alleges that Fantano sent a letter to Activision asking them to remove the video and demanding a settlement. Activision responded, denying it had done any... It had, it had done anything wrong, but agreed to remove the video anyway. I think that's what's supposed to say it, did not, um, it hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, to avoid litigation and without any admission of liability. That's good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's... All right, that's good. Okay, okay. All right, okay, all right. Okay, that's good. That's good. It's... It's enough slices! So that's the video. I'm shocked you haven't seen this. No, that's, that's funny. Because this was all over my TikTok for probably about a couple of months. Um, and also, Anthony Fantano, if you listen, we cool. All right, we cool. You don't need to. You don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. We're not, using, we're not using that. We're not that, using, was, uh, yeah. just, uh, that was just a reference. This news is journalism. Story. This is journalism. Yeah. Fantano then allegedly contacted Activision again, saying the removal of the video wasn't enough and that he would prefer to file a lawsuit in New York, even though neither defendant nor Activision are New York residents. The next day, Activision reportedly spoke to Fantano's lawyer and was told he wanted a six-figure sum as a settlement. They also allegedly claimed that other companies had previously reached similar settlements with Fantano to avoid expense of litigation. Activision, <laughs> yeah, dude. Activision argues that TikTok's terms of service says that users who upload videos give third party give third parties the right to modify, adapt, reproduce, or make derivative works of their content. What's more, it, uh, it says it took Fantano's audio from a list of sounds that the TikTok app had marked as having been cleared for commercial use. Activision's lawsuit, then, which has been filed in California, seeks a jury trial and declaratory relief, which means it, it wants the court to declare that its conduct does not give rise to threatened cause of action by Fantano to prevent Fantano's own lawsuit from going ahead. I never in my life thought that I'd talk about Anthony Fantano on this show in yeah. this way as a news story. Yeah. Us casually bringing him up, sure. Mm-hmm. But not like this. Not like this. Not like this. The fact that he's made money from this. The fact that he's done this before and he's like wild. making six-figure sums. Wild. I, I, dude, listen, I respect the hustle. I, I do, but hey, blew too close to the sun here, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my thing is, I never thought I'd say this. 
Don't say it. Just don't say it. No, we say know. It. You gotta say we it. We know. Yeah. You gotta say it. You gotta say it, Blaze. Do you know what I'm, gonna, what I'm about to say? Yeah. I don't know what he's about to say. Do you know what he's about to say? I think I'm pretty sure what he's about to say. I don't know what if y'all know what I'm about Go to say. Go for it. I was gonna say I might side with Activision. I yeah, knew you were no, gonna say. What, yeah. Oh, okay. Are <laughs> you think he's? I don't know. Hey, look. Even when they write, I ain't signing with Activision. Yeah, and I never thought I'd say it. I never thought I'd be like, ah, you know, in this le- in this legal scenario. It, it's the, it's the meme of, the like, right. uh, bad news, the worst person uh, ever is right for once. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. that. But hey, listen, I respect it from both sides. I respect the hustle from oh, Anthony Fantano. And also, like, it's tick- you uploaded the sound to TikTok. You're wrong, bro. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, in the, the sound wrong. Is t- once you do that, the sound is free for people to, to use. I think the thing that could get carry here and i would be very curious to see the outcome is i assume that the activision video was like paid uh advertisement on tiktok but it's cleared for commercial use like that's Mm -hmm. what that means yeah so that's true yeah fucked bro we'll see how that lands but tim knowing the results of this (laughs) please don't (laughs) seeing the results of this is just so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom drop shops today where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, Return, of, <laughs> Return to Monkey Island for iOS and Android. The Expanse, a Telltale series for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Can you believe that's out? The Expanse? No, I can't at all. That came out of nowhere. And Mike's 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 giving a thumbs up. He gets a thumbs up. Mike, He's like, a big expanse boy. Mike's excited for it. The Room VR, a dark matter for PSVR 2. Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Project Sphinx for PC, Arcadian Atlas for PC, Let's School for PC, and then Nintendo tweeted out last night, uh, the two, uh, two classic The Legend of Zelda games are now live for Switch Online members. Uh, you're getting The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Oh, baby you know one thing i just want to say about these games Mm -hmm. that like you know how good they are how much they hold up all that notwithstanding these are quintessential game boy color games Mm -hmm. you look at them and you're like that's a game boy color game and i love that because there aren't too many of them it is a a moment in time this beautiful beautiful nostalgic moment in time and i can't wait to play these again new days for you Monster Hunter Now will bring mobile monster hunting to your phone September 14th. I'm sure Greg Miller is very excited about that one. Payday 3 is hosting a technical closed beta from August 2nd to August 7th on Steam and Xbox. Deals of the day for you. The final Xbox games, the gold games have been announced. You're getting Blue Fire in Inertial Drift. Going out with a bang. Interesting. Going out. With, what, what part is interesting? Nothing about that. Just the name of it. <laughs> what, Inertial Drift? Mm-hmm. Inertial Drift? That sounds like a... Never mind. Bloons TD6 will also be free to claim from Epic <laughs> PC Marketplace. <laughs> What's it sound like? Don't worry about it. I Epic- mean, it's a play on uh, inertia and initial, right? Epic PC marketplace from August 3rd to, <laughs> through the 10th. You can get Bloons TD6 for free. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as <laughs> we got it wrong so we can correct it we'll be watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe i have no idea even what is <laughs> we have to talk after this because i'm interested no uh, i get it let's see here lost in the sauce says missed new story hi-fi rush limited edition vinyl actually did you mention that or was it during the during ads? the ads i was talking to gotcha there's a hi-fi rush uh vinyl that's available for pre-order um, 
Pandora Sense says, according to the video game sales wiki, Mario Strikers charged outsold Battle League based on last reported sales. Mario Strikers. That makes sense that it didn't like. I don't. I don't even remember which subtitles what. I think so. Battle League the, was the newest one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. The, the GameCube one did better than the Switch one, which honestly gotcha. deserved. Deserved. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens when you put in low effort to your sports games. Nintendo. This one says Yoshi's Crafted World is the third best-selling game under the original uh, Yoshi's Island and DS. Was Crafted World original for Switch though, or wasn't that a port? That was a port. That was a port. Um. So I, I mean, are we counting that? Wait. No, I think you guys are thinking about Woolly, Woolly World. World. Oh, you're right. Crafted World, I, I think, was yeah. was for Switch. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a good example. And then um, he also says Tropical, Tropical Freeze, which I'm not going to count because that's a port. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Banderas then also says Paper Mario Origami King is the mm-hmm. second bestseller under Super Paper Mario. <laughs> so I was not expecting Super Paper Mario to be the one, but I guess it makes sense because the Wii. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Right, cool. So there's a handful. Yeah. Big Brain Academy Brain versus Brain is the first is the third bestseller of the franchise. I don't know shit about Brain Academy. But that's it. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tim, mm-hmm. tomorrow's host for the show are going to be Snowbike Mike and me. Hell yeah. Snowbike Mike's going to be in the hosting seat. We're going to have a good old time. Isn't that right, Mike? He gives like the devil horns and he says boo. Tim. After this, after the post show is going to be the crew playing some more Remnant 2. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Coughs right into the mic as the show ends. I didn't want to cough towards you as I'm shaking your head. No, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, Um, man. I got a piece out. Because I got a full day and I got to eat real quick yeah. before the next oh, thing. And so I'm going to leave you guys alone. Okay. Do your thing. Bless you, bless. Yeah. It's me and Mike hanging out, answering some cues. A and some cues. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dealing with that inertial drift. See, like, you can't just drop it and then just walk away. Oh, you know what I mean? Bless. We're going to A some cues. Yeah, dude. A <laughs> some cues, Mike. Don't say How's that, like Mike. Uh, you know what? Good, bless. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited to return to the field next week. Oh. I will be on the diamond, and I'm going to help bless because I talked about it, Tim. Uh-huh. We have a major issue for softball, bless. There's a lot of great positives, but yeah. the major issue is we have a really bad field. And poor That's blessing the out there chasing down balls that are 700 feet away from I'm the diamond. Sore. I'm still sore. We have a major issue. Yeah. So what should happen here? is the league should come and they should set up a mini fence because what's happening here is unacceptable, Tim. Or you just like, it's you don't unacceptable. Even, you don't even need to do like a whole fence situation because that's gonna, probably going to cost money. Just like agree on like a line of distance where if it goes past there, it's just, it's a home run. Yeah, but a lot of people say I got bad eyes so I won't see the line. You know what I mean? I need a, a fence. I need that. a large yeah, orange yeah, fence. Yeah. But what I was thinking is you just get orange. You just get the small Wild iron orange. stakes. You can see it. Yeah, well, this what I'm, what I'm getting at is what you would do in this situation that mm-hmm. many leagues do for usually children, right, is you would take some iron stakes, you would stake out the field in the outfield, and then put that orange plastic fence, that mm-hmm. real cheap plastic fence, right there, right? Because then it's going to catch the ball, so Blessing isn't running all the way over there. Bander also says, just get some cones. Yeah, but uh, what I'm really getting at is I don't want Bless to chase the ball. Yeah. Like, I definitely respect it, like, hey, it's a home run, let's stop playing. It's more... Blessing is chasing this ball every single hit. That can't happen anymore. Yeah. Bless. I mean, Tim, we were playing this game 
and the outfield was lined up so far away that if we were in a regulation diamond, they would have been outside the fence. That's how far Blessing had to stand before the pitch was even made. But what, like, what, what, what about the cones? Makes it that he'd still be running after the balls if, if because you'd ball still have past, to go get the ball. Why? Because he'd have to go walk and actively get the ball to throw back because the ump only has one ball. Oh, well, that's an ump problem that yeah. you need to bring way well, more balls than problem. one ball. What is this fucking clerks where you're playing on top I'm just of a fucking you convenience know store? That that's how it goes. And so we have a massive issue here at the softball league. We have a fun, positive team. Yeah. Blessing is going to learn how to play softball because he's actively in. Uh-huh. So we're winning right now. It's a very positive vibe. But when it comes to leagues, you're setup, looking about the longevity. I'm talking about the yeah. If they put me in charge of the league, I'd be like, hey, first off, we're not doing this field, even though Tim mm-hmm. Barrett, this this field, unfucking believable. Where is it? Uh, it is Scott's Field, overlooking San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. So like we're sitting there in this like abandoned military complex. That oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, beautiful cool. park. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You can see the arches of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's unbelievable stuff. But it's not an actual baseball diamond. Yeah. We might as well be set up at a park. The guy's got plastic little bases on the ground. You're gonna step on that, do the splits. You're gonna you're gonna crunch a nut. You know? No, don't crunch a nut. I'm just saying. I'm just no. Saying, this is what could happen, Tim. And so yeah, we're excited about the, uh, about softball. I'm feeling better. I'm excited Good. to get back. I'm so stoked. But, uh, for you. Yeah, we have a massive issue. That's all. We have a small yeah. issue. Yeah. I I love your energy as always. Thank you. Uh, thank you. But I love you doing this, and I the stories are great. Take care of yourself though. That's, ah, that's thank, all I ask. I'm gonna know? go hard, Tim. You know that. I'm gonna. But go I really also hard. love that. Like the first I heard about this was your four week plan of essentially turning this into a a drinkathon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Which is it's going to become a party. But also I love that now, like next week you're going to show up with like, I don't even fucking know the Gatorade, 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 Jello shots. Gatorade, Jello shots yep. and your own fence. Yes. <laughs> exactly. What, what if I mean? rolled out the That's fence? That's what I'm saying, dude. There you are. Tim, sometimes you have to take matters into your own Hand. You just gotta show what up if, with your your, your that's shitty cheap four orange steaks fence. and an orange fence. Mm-hmm. But what about, Jello shop? But what about, about the small fence that you're getting is gonna actually stop a ball though? Uh, what my plan would be is it would roll into the plastic fence and either stop right there or slow down enough where now he's not on the opposite side. Because I promise you, if you saw this, it was literally blessing is 800 feet in the opposite direction. I don't know he why that's so, so funny away. to me. It's crazy. And poor Blessing, he'd be sweating. He'd be coming back to the dugout. He'd be walking. It was like it was like the walk of shame, where yeah. like we'd already be hitting on the other on our side, and, he's and Blessing's just, just slowly slow. walking. Dude. And it's like, oh, poor okay. dude, you know? Sorry, because I mean? Chad's like, oh, like Barrett, it'll stop the ball from rolling. But yes. my my thought is, if the ball gets hit over the fence, like you still only have one ball, which again is insane to me. Yeah, uh, most softball leagues have about the ump will bring about two balls to be active. And if you hit a home run, you have to then go over there, get it, bring it back. It isn't like, oh, we got 30 balls, and then you go chase them down afterwards. I think it's just simply he's got a couple balls. You got to go keep them in play, keep them yeah. going. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I've um, been doing a lot of uh, walking because of Pokemon Go recently. I know you have. Uh, I know so, you have. so much walking. Like, literally, like, me and G are planning our weekends around Pokemon Go now. It's, I want to say a problem, <laughs> but I guess it's a good thing. That's I'm amazing. not really sure. No, it's a big but positive. But the funniest thing is uh, my poor little guys, Moose yeah. and Toretto. Moose, man. He when he was little, he used to run yeah, all yeah. the time. He had uh-huh. a little leg injury uh, last year, so he, he's kind of slowed down a bit. But like, he'll be good. He loves going outside. He's walking. But like, after a while, his little walk starts getting just a little slow. Backpack <laughs> you know? time. What? Huh? Have you thought about getting a backpack for him like I did with the pugs? No, I mean, like, uh, you know what? 
fuck. Why not? Shit, yeah. Why, it's going to lead to great photos. Yeah, he likes You can walking, continue though. to Well, you it's let him walk until it's time, then you put him in the backpack. Yeah. See, the problem is Toretto is just fucking obsessed with him. Yeah. So it's like he'd need to be in the backpack. Two dogs in him. the backpack. That's how it's going to Yeah. Go. I don't know that Moose would like that, though. It's a whole thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the dynamics of brothers, everybody. Right. I like that. I like, like why that is too. he up there, but I'm not? And like, uh, yeah. oh, what's going on? Dude, if he was up there, yeah. it would be a constant, like, one of these, yep. you know, yep. on the leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tim, I am happy to be back for another mm-hmm. kind of funny games daily post show where we answer your super chats and, of course, hype chat questions in Twitch and on YouTube. And I'm happy to be back with you for a little one-on-one sesh. I love this. Uh, you know, just some cool stuff to promote because I've been trying my best to promote awesome things on the kind of yes. funny Xcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. We promoted the Blessing Show today. I want to promote kind of munchies. Yes. It has now gone live over on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny, and you can see me. A grown-ass man tries shrimp and cereal with milk for the first time. Will I like it? You'll find out. But, of course, this is one of, I believe, six episodes of Kind of Munchies that Roger is going to bring to you thanks to your support over on Patreon. And I will say our next one, we're going to rank that Taco Bell item. We're going to have all of the fun Taco Bell items you would love. We're going to rank them. I love that. And I'm pretty excited about that. But this one's, of course, near and dear to my heart because it's about me. Roger wanted to use me as the the guinea pig test dummy. So I hope you enjoy it. And I, I look forward to many more episodes of this mike i love how much i hate you uh, i want you, you to know that you. you know and more than that I, I i i hate how much i don't get to love you yeah i, yeah. I th- this is nice me and you hanging out one-on-one being Two able to dudes talk hanging out. Yeah, yeah. fun uh-huh. i don't get to work with you nearly enough never it's never. a problem you know yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's make the most we'll have a good day tomorrow we have yeah. a special one planned for tomorrow oh, yeah. uh and then also tim i have another dope one of course you will see probably uh if i act fast maybe by friday but most likely next week today i actually got to record with the team from Rare for some Sea of Thieves content, which actually turned out to be a really fun time. As many of you know, I've had Mike and Joe on the show before from Rare to promote whatever new thing is coming to Sea of Thieves and kind of celebrate the big milestones, right? A pirate's life when they teamed up with Disney and Pirates of the Caribbean. This time we're back, and me and Mike, two Mikes on a boat, go in to the brand new Monkey Island content drop. We do the first Telltale together, and it was really fun of like, Mike, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, it's a guided interactive tour. And I was like, what if we just play it the whole time together? We do this whole thing. He was totally down. So you're going to get an hour and a half of like director's commentary over the entire tall tale for number one. Really, really special stuff. We talk about Monkey Island. We talk about the love, all the lore, all the cool details you'll see. And then we talk about the studio in general of like games as a service, celebrating CFDs and five plus years of game pass eight years in development, like some really incredible, cool stuff. So some special kind of a different twist mm-hmm. on what you would normally see us do with like rare and kind of developers where instead of just sitting down on a podcast, instead it was me and Mike playing through the whole entire tall tale and showing cool. off the game. So something cool for you to look forward to just some dope content. I, I love that, man. You know? And of course I want to share the fun with all of you because I want to a some cues with you right now. CJ writes and he says, Vincent and or Sid reveal in the next Rebirth trailer. Uh, Tim, this is directed at you because you're my Final Fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. I think fairly likely. I don't know that it'll okay. be a full-on, like, that's what the trailer's about, but maybe a tease, maybe a hint. Makes sense with the storyline of the game. Yeah. Um, I think Sid might be a little more likely than Vincent, but I think Vincent might be a little more fun to show and, like, get the people talking and going. Yeah. Uh, Vincent's a vampire. I was going to say, hold up. Now, this isn't sexy Sid from no. Final Fantasy 16. 
No, I mean, you know, every Sid's someone's cup of tea, right? Oh, There's more Sid's? There's a Sid in every Final Fantasy. Get out of town. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never that's, knew that. We're that's, learning stuff. That's one of the uh, like core tenets of, of the Final Fantasy. There's always a Sid. There's always a Sid. Um, and the, like Final Fantasy 15 had a Sid. Well, but the big question that everybody in the chat wants to know, like me, can Sid play Blitzball in Final Fantasy 10? No. Okay, well then Sid's dead to me. Sid is the like um, the airship captain. Oh, in, okay. In Fantasy okay, 10. okay, okay. Um, Riku's father, if I remember correctly, God, which I you, guess means so knowledgeable. Yuna's uncle. Okay, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, what uh, Bear just showed was Sid from Final Fantasy VII, which I would say is the most iconic Sid okay. thus far. I think 16 is about to shake that up a bit. This guy's good. Um, this guy's good. But yeah, so this is Sid in uh, Final Fantasy XV. Oh yeah. Oh Cindy. Yeah. Sid Sid's the dad, I guess. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the mm -hmm. uh the, the auto body shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, Tim, yeah. We need to do a shit list where we find someone's ranking of all. We rank the Sid. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's okay. Good. So Vincent and or Sid reveal in the next rebirth trailer. Will we see one of these two yeah, characters? I think so. Okay. You didn't see one of these two characters in the first mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Seven remake. No, no, not no. Yet. They come later. They come okay. after Midgar. So would you like to see that reveal in a trailer or would you prefer yeah. to be in game and have the really, oh, wow. No, or is it like, oh, we already know they're coming. Yeah, it's like we know they're coming. Like they're they're core party members to, okay. to the experience, especially Sid. But So if you were in the marketing department, you were building this trailer, what is the best way to introduce one of these two characters? You you get to choose the character. Yeah. How would you, how would you get Tim Gettys out of his seat going, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it, no matter what they show. I, I feel like Final Fantasy VII already has a unique marketing angle okay. of just, like, the what's the same, what's different. So yes. they don't really need these big reveal character things because, like, they already got us. Um, however, I do think that Vincent gets the people going. Uh, he's a sexy vampire. Sexy guy. vampire. So it's, like, even just, like, a little flash of him, people are going to be losing their shit. Is he Sid, cool? I think, is, the, like, people love Sid. He's iconic. But, like, I don't think that he he has the, like, meme ability is not the right word. Okay, but, like, yeah, yeah. that that... He's just a character. He doesn't have the juice. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. he's one of the main core cast characters, but like okay. I think remake, look, look, look. I think they made a Vincent Sid. game, they didn't make a Sid game. Was mm. the Vincent game good? No. Yeah. No. But they no, made no, no. But I'm saying for remake Sid, I could see it getting to like memeable, like making him almost like a daddy vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little okay. more southern dad. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. 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 That's a great question right there. Talking Final Fantasy. Hold on, real quick. The yeah. end all says Vincent will probably be DLC like Yuffie for part two. I can absolutely see that being the case. Getting his yeah. own DLC standalone yeah. type vibe. Maybe even not okay. being part of it. That's why it gets a little bit weird because I yeah. remakes playing a little fast and loose with the storyline. So I think Man, that so Sid is Sid will be in part two, like for sure. Yeah. Vincent, I'm not sure, but I can see them moving and changing some things to okay. because they want that. They want that sexy vampire. Olive Party brings up a great one. We've been talking about it on content. It is one of the latest and greatest IRL trends on Twitch right now. Doug Doug Challenge for Kind of Munchies finale. Could be cool. Not a bad idea. Maybe we'll pitch it to Roger, see what the vibe is. A little bit different than the Kind of Munchies main stage, but it would be fun. Yeah. Tim, I want you to give me just your big four inside the office. Of course, you've heard the Doug Doug Challenge from me before. Mm-hmm. Four contestants, one car. You must go to a minimum of 10 fast food eateries and order what the person in front of you ordered. Eat all of that. Go to the next one. Of course, the rule is you can go to two desserts, one Starbucks and or drink location, and you must have a KFC. 
Who are your big four? You must go to KFC. Who are the big four here at Kind of Funny that you would be in the car with? So it really comes down to who could eat the most. Exactly. And yeah. who isn't that sensitive when it comes to food and like. Correct. That's the issue that I thought about. It's like, oh shit, we're going to get items that you might not like. You'll yeah. get toppings on there. Yeah. So you got to kind of be open. I mean, I feel like Kevin's the surefire bet. Okay. Because Kevin prides himself on not being a sensitive eater. Yeah. And he can eat. Well, I will say he did skip out on Benihana last night. Of course, I did go to Benihana for the first ever time. More on don't that. Don't do that. Don't do but that I will to him. Say, no, don't fucking he, do that. Don't change the narrative for him. Skip out he on Benihana. Fuck you, no, Mike. He had a thing to do. <laughs> yeah. We had a good time, though. We had a good time. Did you know they take a photo of you mm-hmm. and then print the photo out and just give it to you? Mm-hmm. It was so crazy. They're like, would you like a photo of your table? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I like hand her the phone. No, we got our own. The guy's taking photos of you with an iPhone, then prints them out immediately. Did Benihana blow your mind, though, Mike? It was good. Here's... Can we be real? Yeah. Sean, our, yeah. our guy, 6.57 presentation. Mm, that's a also, one. another one, you sit with other people. It's a minimum table of eight, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not mad the the couple next to us, but it was a family of four, mm-hmm. two small children and a mom and a dad. They weren't, we, we had a clear divide of like, they're talking, we're talking. There was no mixing and mingling, right? Yeah. So I think you lose out on that of, if I was to go back, I would want us Full to have squad. a table. I want a table yeah. to ourselves so we can have the conversation. I would bring Sean back and I'd get him talking more or I'd want someone to bring it, right? I think you would bring it is, Sean back. It really dictates you got to bring it if you're the guy. No shrimp throwing. I didn't catch a shrimp oh. like I was promised. Did you see the volcano? Volcano was cool. It was really cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Volcano was cool. Volcano was cool. Okay. Uh, shrimp there. Good. Yeah. Some seasoning on it. It was oh, nice. Yeah. Mushrooms there. I had some. You know, I had some. I was present. All right, let's get back to it. who let's we, we putting on the squad here. We got we got Kev Dog. You and Kevin. That's no, not me. No, no, no. Yeah, you had. You're part of it. You're oh, the part of the. I, I would be dog. so bad at this. I'm not sensitive about eating. Uh-huh. Like, like I'm I'm pretty open to things for the most part. I it's do have you, a line. Kevin. Greg, I can't eat that much. I know, but I'm you're you have I'm to gonna, part of I'm going to lose. Like I I eat. So, I would argue that I eat mm-hmm. less than anyone in this building. So then it goes, Kevin, Greg. Yeah, I think Greg. Yeah, it's Kevin and Greg. Greg's sure. a weird one, though. I think Greg could eat a lot. Though. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. He for the challenge. For yeah. the challenge. For the memes. Nick can take down more food. Than Nick is in. Nick goes. Nick yeah. goes. You're Joey and I. Joey and I know the routes. That's what you bring me and Joey for. Mm. We know. Yeah, okay, okay. We know the best routes. Yeah. That's the catch. It's yeah. like you would bring Mike and Joey because we know how you're supposed to play this out, right? It's like. We're looking at cars ahead of us. Oh, is that one single person by themselves? Pull up behind them ASAP, right? Oh, we don't want to go to KFC late. What if we win at like 9.30 in the morning, right? Right when they open, Mm -hmm. bang, we'll probably get the least out of it. So I I think we know the strategies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Yeah. Doug Doug Challenge, great idea, Olive Party. It's a big maybe from us. We'll see. Maybe one day. Sergio writes in and says, can we get a one-off solo suits in review from Nick? Probably not, but... You never, never know. know. You know he's watching it. He's watching he's on it. the crossover, whatever the the standalone other show. So he's Spin-off watching show, a yeah. lot of it. Is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Voss writes in and says, "Final Fantasy 16 is not game of the year. Slowdowns, slowdowns, awful pacing, 
is bad mid throw up face. Final Fantasy 16. Congratulations not now, on your opinion. We've had a conversation about that, right? Like a lot of people really high on that game. I really think that's my personal game of the year right now. But does it have the gusto to defeat Zelda? No. At this moment, do you still think Zelda's number yeah, one? I, I don't even think that there's a question. Yep. Like, I, I think that Final Fantasy 16 will be some people's game okay. of the year. Yeah. I, Zelda's going to win the most game of the years this year mm-hmm. from uh, the majority of outlets. I don't think there's yeah. any question on that. I think that... Uh, there's potential for Starfield. There's potential for some things, but I, I still think no matter how good Starfield is, I think Zelda at this point is going to take the most game of the year wins this year. Period. Right. Final Fantasy 16, I get it might not be for everybody. But, but it's good. It, I mean, it's it's fucking incredible. It's a good time. Uh, Alexander F. writes in and says, would you rather pee every time you stand or poop every time you sit? It's a tough one. Pee every time you stand. Pee every time you stand. Because then says. I could. Because then, like, if I'm standing, I can kind of aim it away from me. Whereas Ace. if I poop when I'm sitting, you're in it. I'm in it, man. Unless every seat you ever sit down has a hole. <laughs> I would say, yeah. So now let's say this: How many times do you need to sit in a day, Tim? Right. If every single one of my seats had a hole in it, how many times would I need to sit throughout my day? Maybe I just sit twice, poop twice, don't get it on me. But I stand freely. I'm not peeing my pants. Yeah. I feel like it'd be easier to live your life without sitting. You can get a standing desk. If you were standing a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And laying doesn't count as sitting. Uh, yeah, we're calling horizontal sitting. You know what I mean? So there's that. I, and like, let me just say something, Mike. All right. Laying on me. You guys might not like this. You might not like this. But, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> He knows he's going to say something. You're lucky you have me here because Andy or Nick might say something weird with this. You know, but you know, every once in a while when like you, you pee and then you think you're fully done. Yeah. You put everything away, but you're not fully done. A little dribble. Just a little uh-huh. dribble. And that it's was, always just a little dribble. That's why Kramer created the pee napkin. But mm-hmm. that little dribble, why does it always feel like the it's so, most, like you peed it, your whole you entire just pants. fucked everything up. This is a real Tim. This is a real deal conversation. I know. I don't think enough people have these conversations. They're, they're, they're cowards out there, all right? You know what Me I mean? You? We we we're not afraid. That shit sucks because then you're super uncomfortable super all the time. I'm playing with my underwear, trying to slide it to the side. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't pee my pants. No, just Man, a little, a little mistake. Just a little drip. Now here's the thing, though. I hate that. Like it, it drives me nuts. I can't stop thinking about that it. That will drive me nuts. But but now here like that's not the controversial thing I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's not that's not it. Okay. The controversial thing I'm gonna say is I think it only bothers me because it's just a little, but it feels like a lot. But I, if I think that if I was just covered in piss, it wouldn't bother me as much. If you were just wet. <laughs> if it was just all wet. Now see, here's what I would counter you with. Have you been know. to you have been to Disneyland plenty of times? Uh-huh. You have rode a water ride. I have. That feeling mm-hmm. after the initial plunge and going, whew, now 30 minutes, an hour later, yeah. being wet. Yeah. That gets up yeah, in your grunt. Right. That's, and right. it's that's not a tough water. One. It's piss. Yeah. That's an issue. Now, here's the other problem, though. Do Lay I want to sit in this shit? I don't. Exactly. I don't. Every time you sit, you're pooping. I, yeah. That man. means if we go to Disneyland. Because you're talking about the holes in the seats. But not like, every hole is going to have a seat. Yeah. Not every, not every pair of pants. But you also have to be prepared of like, oh, I guess this is the other, like true for the other way. Like you got to take off your pants every time you're doing this action. Yeah, but you can get the cool little like cute buttons on the back and you just have the flap, you know what I mean? I've been wanting that anyways. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's a tough moral conundrum. Let us know in the chat what you yeah. Moral conundrum. That, that's a good one right there. That's, that's a real good question right there. Uh, let's keep it going right now. Matthew writes in and says, a monthly goal of Nick doing an NPC TikTok trend. Have you seen these? Oh, I mean, yes. And the first, literally, the first thought I had is we need Nick to do this. And I, I feel like now it's at the point that, like, it's, it's too late. It, it's us. We can do whatever the fuck Yeah, we, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Gang, gang. It, gang, gang. Thanks for the roses. Ooh, ice cream's so good. My favorite. Give me a cowboy hat. Ooh, my, I want to ride. My, my favorite, Mike, <laughs> is when they're, they're doing it all, and it's all like gang, 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 gang. And then there's the no spicy. <laughs> Amazing. No spicy. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Nick to do that. We should no, get Nick, like, you know even if wild? it's just for a couple of minutes. I, I was watching, uh, there, so there's like a challenge, like someone's turned this into a, a challenge thing where um, it, it it's like a competitive thing. So it'd okay. be like you versus uh, Nick versus okay. Nick versus Andy, right? And then um, there's like a set of emojis they send you and the emojis each relate to or correlate to one of the different things you have to do. Yes. And uh, the chat will send you emojis and for one minute, you need to try to get through as many of them as you possibly can. Oh, that's cool. And, and so it is you doing the, like the motion to say it all the as shit. As fast as possible. And it's like, all right, cool. Mike did 17. And then it's like, cool. One minute on the clock, Andy, go. And then the emojis go. And he has to like match up with what they are. <laughs> okay. Tim. Okay. Okay. Maybe it just might... makes people look insane. You might see us on a TikTok live <laughs> doing something dumb here soon enough. Saw a kid, uh, as dress up as Miles Morales mm -hmm. in a mall doing it. You know, pretty I mean? cool. Yeah. Doing all the ones from the games. Cool. Pretty cool. Uh, up next, we have one more right in right here from one Casey Jordan that says, didn't expect to come into all this and hear all about piss talk. Well, you know, hear kind of funny super chats. Anything can go on. Of we course, are your cues, baby. Just like it kind of funny. We have fun. And we're not done having the fun. Of course, there is a big slate of programming coming your way. I'm about to go return to the lab for part three of our Remnant 2 playthrough. Myself, Nick, and Andy continue to battle through this awesome and exciting game that just released this week. And there's so much more on the way. But until then, this will be the end of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you all so much for tuning in, watching, and supporting the post show. Myself and Tim, A in those cues, baby. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone.